Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Glory Hunters podcast. It's the final. Hibernian v Man United. Andrew Ryan, Terry Alderton. Yes, John. Here for Man United. You excited, Andrew? Oh, absolutely buzzing to be here. The United United. <laughs> South End United. Manchester United. Oh, we're, United. We're, we're United sporting-wise, but individuals... Are you going to work together as a team today? Well, you? you know there's history here between us. I think we're looking after each other ourselves. Oh. Oh. Well, we'll shame. see. We'll, we'll see. find out, I expect, during the podcast. Dougie, Wendy... Just turning up, making up the numbers, are you as hips? <laughs> Absolutely not. We've come no. here. I feel very honoured to be captained by uh, Wendy. The last time, Charlie, Hibs played Man United was in the late 80s. Gordon Ray's testimonial. Gordon Ray was uh, Hibs, um, Hibs captain. Within five minutes, Hibs were down to 10 men because Joe Tortellano had kicked Gordon Strachan so hard he was given a red card in a friendly match. But I will say this to you. Gordon Ray, good captain, not very good looking. Wendy, good captain. Great face for radio. No. (laughs) Well, we'll find out at the end of this. Here it is, the Glory Hunters podcast. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that stirs the pot of partisan loyalties. Our guests are given the opportunity to represent the team they've always supported, having first proved they're a fit and proper person. But whose takeover will be successful and who will just be taken over? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. This week it is the Glory Hunters final. Woo! Yeah, woohoo! And it's an Anglo-Scottish affair as Man United take on Hibs. Andrew Ryan is representing Man United alongside team captain Terry Alderton. Gentlemen, hello. Hello, Charlie Baker. And I will speak to you in a minute. And on the team sheet for Hibs is Dougie Anderson, who's with team captain Wendy Wayson. Hello. Hi, Charlie. Terry, ever even seen Man United play? Uh, yes, I have. I have a, an exciting bit of news about Man United. All right. South End United, my team, as you know, have a hundred percent record against the mighty, uh, mighty Reds. Do they? Played them once, beat them. And what was the score? <laughs> One nil. Freddie Eastwood, it? top corner. Freddie Eastwood, what a player he was. Fantastic. He was absolutely brilliant. Couldn't step up though. When he did step up, it didn't quite work out for him. Just the way it goes. Now, it now, goes. big final today, Terry. Thank you. You know, stranger to a final, no, of course, yourself, no, no. having been the first ever winner. Of Sky Star Search. (laughs) (laughs) You think you're funny, don't you? No, I think I'm funny. I know you're funny. What was your act, Terry? Can you do a little bit of it? Did you know this, Andrew? Did you know this? (laughs) You're out of the day, is it? Back in the day, Terry won Sky Star Search. When Sky TV started, right, (laughs) Keith Chegwin had a talent show on there. No one even knew what Sky was. 
he had a talent show on there, got the worst acts in the world, and I, um, I won the heat, the semi and the final, 18 I was, and I beat in the semi-final, I beat Chesney Hawks in oh, a head-to-head in a -head who's going to go only. through. The one and only, yeah, and uh, I was awful. Terrible. Why were you awful, Terry? Terrible. What did you do? I was doing impressions. Do you, do you do even impressions? I don't even know I was doing. Do you impressions, Terry? Come on. I was doing things like Charlie says Charlie and I are in the park. <laughs> right. That's what I was doing. Oh, but yes, George. I was doing all that. Beautiful. But of course, then the prodigy went on and had a big, big hit with Charlie. I think I was steps down. But to Terry, me. everyone, you say you don't want to do it. Everyone loved that then. Yeah. Well, do that, a bit more of that. that Who else did you do? I'm never going to do that. I was doing Grandad from Bread. Oh, is that that? We all remember that. I can't even remember how to do it now. I can't believe you brought yeah. this up. I won five grand. Wow. You won five yeah. grand? What did In you do with the five grand? What was it worth back then? Like 50 89. grand? 89. I don't know. I bought an XR3i. Oh, get you. Did you? Still got it. Convertible or? And do you know what I had at the back of it, right? I had, do you remember they used to put the stickers on the back window? So I had XR3i and people used to put like Fiesta. Yeah. It's like red tape. And then I had a little sort of neon shaped boiled sweet with it written in the middle of it, sweet. Oh, <laughs> oh yes! So Essex. Oh. Did you have a dice? No, I didn't have the dice. I didn't have the dice. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. Red one or a white one? I had a silver, silver one. Andrew Ryan, you ever won any silverware? I've ever wanted to. I want to. When I started out, I won a new act competition. Did you? you know, Which one? Uh, the Hilarity Bites New Act competition in the northeast of England. Yeah, Did you get got a trophy. To, I got a trophy, yeah, and uh, it was. I won two hundred pounds. <laughs> what did you buy? XR three i No, I actually paid for my train back to London. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wendy, do you ever win a comedy competition? I, in fact, I got a, a comedy award last year. I did got the you? best new show at the Guildford French. Leviathan of comedy, Guildford. Yeah, Guildford Fringe got there. Stick <laughs> yeah. it on the poster. Well, I was like, what do I get for it? And they're like, oh, wait, but you can use it in all the press. And I was like, yeah, do I get. No, no, you can just say on your poster you won. So you can advertise yeah. our, our festival for <laughs> us. Like, mm. Dougie, you are, of course, a Scotsman. <laughs> yes, yes. And I am. Frankie Boyle described you as being one of the very few Scots people he actually liked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what I'll did you do to deserve this, do you think? I don't know, I think just I've got a big heart, you know. Here's a showbiz anecdote. Before Frankie made it really big on Mock the Week, that was kind of his yeah. jettison into, into people's living rooms. Um, he stayed at my flat at the time because he needed to go and do the um, auditions for it. So he phoned me up, coming down from Glasgow, can I stay at yours? I was like, yeah, sure. And he bought me a present as a thank you. He's a lovely guy, Frank. People don't, they see the persona. They don't, he's a really, he's not shy, but he's quite reserved. And he's a lovely guy. And um, he bought me the new Air album, uh, Talkie Walkie, which had just come out, which is a fantastic album. Yeah. Maybe not as good as Moon Safari, Terry, yeah, well, we were but it's a that. great album all the same. And so he's a lovely chap, Frankie, but I'll take that. It's a nice thing, nice thing to say. Nice thing you said. Is that he knew you anyway? He didn't just look yeah, up yeah. Scottish people in London? <laughs> no. We had... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you do you have to look up. Oh, hey, mate, hurry up. You, but you don't I'm coming to down to London. Anyone. Can yeah. I stay? You just go. You just go to King's Cross. There's still. Yeah. There's always. There's always one. At least one Scottish person at King's Cross shouting indiscriminately to anyone who listen. I need to get home to see my father. My father's not well. I need yeah. to get home. There we are. The scene is set. For Man United v Hibs, the fixture itself makes you feel nostalgic for the Europa League. To see all go first, we start with a clip of Michael Owen explaining why he doesn't drink tea or coffee. 
I was never exposed to it. I don't think I'm missing out. Not quite sure what the uh, what the attraction is. My wife drinks tea, and I made her a cup of tea probably a couple of years ago for the first time. So I know how to make a cup of tea. Coffee, I can guess. One teaspoon of granules of coffee, bit of milk. Depends whether they want sugar or not. Fill it up with, with water. What can be, well, how can it be so di uh, difficult, I guess? It's only now that understands why he's... Uh, labelled the, the footballing Peter Ustinov. You know, <laughs> just, you could listen to him for hours. Just hours of you. His ability with the yeah. yeah. really just pulls something out of it you weren't yeah. expecting. Probably because, no, because the thing is, what he's talking about is a fairly boring subject matter. So the skill there is making it into something. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, how many goals did Michael Owen score for England in an international career that span from 98 to 2008. How many goals did he score internationally from 1998 to 2008? It's sealed bids, so while both teams confer, here's a short musical interlude. So I've got the sealed bids here. Thank you very much to both teams, Man United and Hibs. Hibs, we'll start with you. And you've said Michael Owen scored 17 mm. international goals over 10 years. Yeah. 1.7 goals a year. You can see from that I'm thinking it's a stupid guess. Um, here's what uh, you think, Man United. 36. Feels more like it. The answer is 40 goals. Oh, 40 goals. There we are, which Sorry, means Man yeah. United. You will kick off next as both teams try and convince me they are the biggest footballing force here today as we do this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish and it's not about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Man United, you are going first. Andrew Ryan, tell us why Man United are bigger than Hibs. Your 30 seconds starts now. Apart from the obvious and the trophies and the success of Manchester United in England and in Europe against Hibernian, Man United in 1972 actually sent aid relief to Hibernian uh, to help them with their ground. I don't know, a lot of people know that they actually um, helped uh, pay for some renovations on the ground in return for first dibs at some of their youth players. Uh, Man United have also uh, sent in return George Best to Hibernian to play uh, 17 times, I think he played, and scored three goals. But Man United are a much bigger team than Hibernian because they play in different leagues. They've never played a competitive match against each other because they don't mix in the same circles. Uh, Manchester United mix with the elite of Europe, while Hibernian can't even win in their own city sometimes. Um, it's a very sad state of affairs when Hibernian have to copy Shamrock Rovers in Ireland for the colour of their jersey, Panaikitos in Greece as well, and also Celtic in Glasgow when they don't have their own original equipment. To me in Scotland, Hibernian are the Pepsi Max to Coca-Cola. I'm going to say it. I thought it was an arrogant answer. I'm going to say it. <laughs> well, there we are. We'll come to that in a minute, the arrogance, the level of arrogance. Uh, Dougie, can you tell us why Hibs are the biggest club here today? On past episodes, we've established that Hibs were basically the first British club to do everything. Um, we became world champions in 1887. Uh, world, not European. And have previous out with our own solar system, thus making global domination somewhat passe. But why are we bigger and indeed better than Man United? 
Man United have a complex that makes them narrow-minded and small in stature. It's a superiority complex mixed with rampant narcissism. A complex <laughs> not evident at Hibs. We know when we're rubbish and we accept it. Furthermore, Man United are utterly confused, perfectly exemplified in one of their own signature fan chants, the Pride of All Europe. Let's have a look at the said chant. It starts, we are the pride of all Europe, the cock of the north. Not true. Many countries, including Albania and Belarus, are at best ambivalent towards United. It continues, we hate the Scousers, the Cockneys, of course, elites. Hatred? <laughs> Hatred to Wayne Rooney or Steve Coppel? Rooney's your record goal scorer with 253 goals. Who else do you hate? Best Law and Charlton? Cockneys, Gordon Hill, David Beckham, Rio Ferdinand, all East End boys. Without Leeds, no Cantona signing. Without Cantona, no Red Revolution, you blethering fools. And the chant concludes, we are united without any doubt, we are the Manchester boys. But of course, there is doubt, because until 1902, you were called Newton Heath and played in green and yellow. The Red Devils indeed, it's false advertising. Let's face it, Man United, total ball of confusion with a troubling psychological condition and due to that they will always be weak and vulnerable and when you're weak and vulnerable you cannot be big and strong hips aren't confused we're well aware of our foibles that's right foibles a word not used nearly enough when trying to win a seemingly impossible argument <laughs> only this isn't when you have the kicker hips are the club who have come out with a new strip and what does it say on the front thank you nhs <sighs> Lead by example, <laughs> let the others follow. Cometh the hour, cometh the club. The club is Hibernian, every other is a footnote. <laughs> Doggy, have you had a tough time in lockdown? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lead. I mean, I lead. <laughs> That was just a character game. assassination of Man United, yet nothing about how it was, amazing... But it was everything to but do... But it was very good, Dougie. Everything to do, Everything to do with Man if United. If only Hibernian could perform like that on the pitch. <laughs> all the points, all three points, go to Dougie and Hibernian. You can expect Belgium to play like their fellow Scandinavians. You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to suggest an idea they believe will change sport for the better. Previous suggestions have included the introduction of a black card in football, colour-coded kits in tennis and even a general knowledge round in boxing. Our panel are invited to shake free from the shackles of convention and consign sporting tradition to the bonfire of history as something resembling the future rises from its flames. Wendy! You're going to go first, and you're going to tell us how you would change the tennis scores. I would change the tennis scores. I kind of feel like tennis is one of those things that rich people go and watch, and they try and make a weird set scoring system so you can't get your brain around it. So you're like, okay, love, what does that mean? And someone's like, love means nothing. You're like, cool, love means nothing. Right, got that, on board. 15, brilliant. 15 plus 15, that's 30, cool. Then it goes from 30 to 40. What? Yeah. Mm. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> and then juice and advantage, and it just feels like a whole linguistic level that the pros aren't meant to understand. So they've just come up with, I just like one to four, yeah. you can have the advantage, you can have juice, we can do that. 
Four sets for men, three sets for women, or four sets for both, I don't mind. I just think they should remove that stupid scoring system. I agree, because they're trying to make tennis more accessible to people. It's seen as, as a, a sport that is for the hoi polloi, yeah. rather than the is working there, yeah, man. Yeah, you drink champagne and eat strawberries, and then love, well, and, and, and is there any other sport where love means nothing? Well, it's love, isn't it? Is that Egg, what it is? Zero. Earth. Because that's, that's, that's the French, French joke, isn't it? No, no, that's what it is, though. It's is that an egg. Just a, yes. Why do French people only have um, one egg for breakfast? <laughs> Come on, Wend. Because one is enough. There it is. <laughs> Bang. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well done. Well done. Uh, I, I agree, though. One, two, three, four. You've won. Yeah. Doesn't sound as exciting, though, does it? Well, it's yeah. how you get there to the oh, one. Yeah. But it's still, it's still 40. Yeah, quite. It's quite, not like you're, 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 you're taking away I agree the... with you, but I quite like the scoring system. Because you understand it and somebody else doesn't. It. There we go. <laughs> and I can feel clever. Very well done, you. Yeah, well done. And why me. is it 15 points then? Why is it 15? For... Uh, I don't know. We could perhaps look into it or you can Google it after the show, Terry. It's up to you. <laughs> my, my main issue is that it goes from 30 to 40. Yeah. I agree with you. Like, why all of a sudden? <laughs> my point yeah. is the randomness of going yeah. 15. 15. I know. 15. 15. <laughs> 15, 15 to me. Yeah. Well, 15 to me. 15 to me, then. 30, 15 to me. Yeah. Okay, I said 42. No, it's 40. It's definitely 40. Oh, it's 40. It's just idiots. And then someone's gone, you lot are being stupid. He goes, right, 45 then. Yeah. 45. Oh, we can't call it 45. Call it juice. No, that point's only worth 10. Why? That's good. Juice. Come on. It is a, a, a maze, isn't it, Wendy? Very it difficult. Uh, two goals to you. Terry, you've got some new rules for UFC. Well, rules, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. UFC is, a, is, is some sport. I mean, it's, it, I find it quite claustrophobic when, I'm, when I watch it, actually, you know. But I think all this punching and smashing and all that kind of thing that goes on, <laughs> I think what they should introduce into UFC is, personally, it's very rough sport, very rough sport, very claustrophobic sport as yeah. well. Especially when they're on the floor, they grapple on the floor and everything. Yeah. You know, they, they, one can lay there while the other one just rains Bang, punches yeah. down. I think that they should be able to, should be able to lick each other. Lick each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a point where one's got one round the neck, one's got the other round the neck, and they're both yeah. trying to lick each other. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? It would be lovely. Licking his leg. <laughs> <laughs> breaking your arm. Yep. Well, can you imagine the commentary? Yeah, and he's got him. Uh, he's got him down there. He's uh, got him in the neck hold there, and he's he's trying to lick him now. <laughs> he's trying to. And fortunately, Jimmy Jimmy Smith yeah. has a very long tongue. <laughs> Jimmy Smith. That, that Texan he, name. He's had his tongue snipped <laughs> to make it longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terry, I yes. liked it. I don't know how it's going to work. Is the problem? I think licking. In, I think a lot of people would like licking. Okay, I'm going to give you one one goal. And it brings a whole new thing. Let's do the pun. You know, who's going to get licked? We all thought Someone it. Someone had to do it. No one said it. I okay. did it. I did it. Here we are. Andrew, extra points. That's all okay, I've got well, down. Okay, so this is uh, to do with football. Now, obviously, we all know it's three points for a win yep. in football. And if the teams draw, it's a it's point each. Two, one point each. So there is a point spare. And we're not doing anything with the point. Poor, oh, right? So I point. think, you know, we need to do something with this point. So I've come up with a couple of options. In ice hockey, what they do is if it's a draw, they play extra time and they have penalties. Whoever wins the penalty gets the extra point. Mm, okay? I like that. So in football, after 90 minutes, if Man United played Hibernian and it finished one all, there is an extra point going. We can go straight to penalties. Whoever wins the penalty shootout gets that extra point. Or what I think we could do is if Man United played Hibernian, the game finished one all, but Hibernian were the away team the away team gets the extra point. So therefore, that means the home team then 
are encouraged to attack a bit more. And mm. the away team, going away from home, not losing, should get maybe the extra point there. Mm. So we need to do something with the extra point. Yeah, I don't know whether we chuck in some penalties or we do it based on shots on target, mm. etc. But I think we need, to, we need to do something with the point. Mm. So I'll I think, it. yes, use penalties possibly. I like I'll the penalties it. idea. I think that's a good one, I'll yes. I'll give it to Richard Pryor in Superman 3 because that's what he did, didn't he? Took the, the point. You know, like he goes to the petrol station, he goes £1.12.3. Yeah. He's nicked the point three, didn't he? That's how he got his Ferrari. That was it, that's what he was Anyway, he's got, it's very good, Andrew. I think it's, I think it's a good answer. A, a, bit, a, bit, a, bit con, a bit confusing at times, but reading between the lines, so what you're saying is, don't drink and drive. <laughs> um, I like it, I like it. I think there needs to be a way. I don't like if the away team, I don't like all those sorts of things where the away team has to... But also, that you do lose that beauty of it being freezing cold on a Tuesday night and being at a nil-nil, and that's the score, and that's what you have to live with for the rest of your life in your body, knowing that you've been to that pointless escapade. But it still, it still can finish nil-nil, yeah. or you just disperse the points somewhere. Yeah. You know, we might as well use all the points that are available I quite like as the an point incentive system. for something. I understand that, but I think, I think, for me, I would give the away team an extra, an extra point. I like it. I like it. I'm going to give you two, two goals, Andrew, two goals. Mm. Dougie Anderson... Yeah, John, I think I, need, I feel like I need to be a bit of a spokesperson just now, as seemingly the only person who's remembered that we're actually in a final. And <laughs> in, a, in a final, you have to up your game, which, which Wendy did brilliantly in her, in her answer, uh, not just about the scoring in tennis, but implementing a joke, uh, the one she about did. the eggs, you know, the, the French eggs. eggs. Joke. Um, so I'd like to do the one same. One egg is enough. Yes, and I'd like to do the same uh, as we have a quick preface to my answer with a, with a quick joke. You're about I, to do a joke, yeah? Uh, I'm the only non-stand-up comedian here, but I'm, I'm going to go for one anyway. Um, I'll use Wendy, my, my teammate. Wendy, how do you get a problematic trumpet tree out your back garden? I have no idea. How do you get a problematic trumpet tree out your back garden? You root it out. <laughs> so to the answer. <laughs> Sporting heretics we are here to talk about. Now, who is this guy? It's a great, great answer so far, isn't it? I find quite a few things troubling in life. It could be the whole concept of cauliflower. It could be Charlie State sock length on BBC Breakfast. But oh. in a sporting capacity, <laughs> let's get rid of the most meaningless, pointless fixture in sport, especially football, the third, fourth place playoff yes, game. please. Biggest waste of space ever. <laughs> Let's play a game to see who's slightly less rubbish than the other. Nobody cares, players and fans alike. Nobody remembers it. Get rid. Complete waste of time. A hundred percent agree. Who, no, why did it come about? I think it's because you have to have winner, runner-up and a third place. It'll be that you'll have some man child so, somewhere going, yeah, but but who was the who was third? Yeah, but it's kind of like one, two, three, isn't it? It's like that that medals <laughs> position, which doesn't. No, who, the, who cares? It's I mean, would it be the World it? Cup? Maybe has yeah. it? Has it come from the Football World Cup? I'm I'm not too sure. The thing is awful, but it's pointless. And they have it in oh my god, they have it in rugby, don't they? Mm-hmm. Now rugby, especially in professional rugby, they want to play as less games as possible. It's physically demanding. They're going through hell. Oh yeah, so you haven't got to the final. Oh, I'm gutted. But you do get to play another game and have your bones smashed. In a, not week, in a week's time. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Just ridiculous. Good answer, wasn't it? Very good, good answer. answer yeah. And we got the rooted oot joke. It was lovely, wasn't it? Three goals for you, Dougie Anderson. I've never been so certain about anything in my life. I want to be a coach or a manager. I'm not sure which.
Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Jim White. I have the title of a stereophonics album tattooed on my forearm. You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history. Terry and Andrew, we're going to go back to 2004 and this. Now it's Giggs again. He might be in here. Ryan Giggs and Van it's 3-0! And now we are seeing the real Manchester United. Ruud van Nistelrooy's second goal meant Man United beat Millwall 3-0 in that year's FA Cup final. But what else do you remember of 2004? Question one. Millwall were the first non-Premier League side to reach the final since its start in 1992. But can you tell me which was the last team outside of the top tier of English football to win the trophy? Was it A? Now when the Saints go marching in, now when the Saints go marching in. Southampton, or was it? West Ham, or perhaps? Coventry, who do you think it is? I actually wrote down Wimbledon <clears throat> and they uh, weren't one of the options. Not one of the options. <laughs> I read a, uh, a book, uh, it was Jimmy Greaser's autobiography and I think he mentioned this in it and I can't flipping remember. Well, that's going and to be brilliant for the team. It was quite a, while, quite a while back, but I got a feeling it was Coventry. So do I. I Coventry, Coventry standing well. out for some reason. Didn't Coventry uh, win the FA Cup final recently against Spurs or something like that, about 25 years ago, 30 years ago? Who cares? It's just a beautiful cathedral city. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I think we're going to go with, we're gonna go with Coventry. Coventry. I've we're got to go with Coventry. I've got to go Coventry. Can you tell me which was the last team outside of the top tier of English would have won the trophy? You think Coventry? Let's find out. 
You should reread that book, Terry, all right? <laughs> it was second division West Ham beating Arsenal 1-0 in 1980. Right. Okay, question two. Which of these Man United legends hung their boots up for good in 2004? Was it? Dennis Irwin, he's there! Dennis Irwin, or B? Gary Pallister, great goal! Gary Pallister, or perhaps... Schmeichel! He's claimed the goal! Peter Schmeichel! Peter Schmeichel. Right. Right. <coughs> Dennis Irwin left Man United and went to Wolves for a season. Played left back there. He only played one more season, I think, and then he retired. And I don't think it was too... I'm, I've got a feeling he probably went maybe... I, I'm a bit confused here. But in 2004... Some player, Dennis Irwin, money, Andrew. In, in yeah. 2004, I played in a well. charity match, which I was in the losing team again. Oh. And it was, at, it was at St. James's Park, and it was filmed for, for Sky. It was, called, it was called The Match. And... Gary Pallister, who'd never scored in his entire career, scored the opening goal against me. And I got a feeling he'd just finished playing for Man United, and that was in 2004. Gary Pallister went to Middlesbrough after he left Man United. Going to push you for an answer. I genuinely believe it was Peter Schmeichel. Gone Peter Schmeichel. Let's find out. Dennis Irwin, he's there! Dennis Irwin! Dennis Irwin. Worth seeing that on... uh, I don't know if the photo is still there, but on Dennis Irwin's Wikipedia page... The photo of him at the top seemingly was if he was coming off some training session, but walking past some bins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's still up there. It's worth checking now. But that was his Wikipedia. Amazing. Dennis Irwin retired in 2004, Pallister in 2003, and Schmeichel in 2003. Question three. 2004 was also the year of this. Here goes Gassel. Oh, and Ricardo saved it. Tobias Vassell dropped to his knees. England lost to Portugal on penalties in the quarterfinals of Euro 2004. But can you tell me what was England's official song for the tournament? Was it A? The Farm, featuring the SFX Boys Choir with All Together Now, or was it B? That was Dizzy Rascal featuring James Corden with Shout for England, <laughs> or was it C? That's Chris Kamara featuring Joe Public United with Sing for England. They're terrible, aren't they? Mm. Terry, I'm not English. No. Okay, and we didn't qualify in 2004, so I'm going to pass this one straight over to you because well, I'm sure as an England fan, you will know the I'll answer to this I'll be honest with you, one. mate, I haven't got a clue. The only Phil Scott football songs I know is one my mate did, which was yeah. Sven Sven. So I was going to say, you've got history here. Sven, Sven, Johnny, Sven. Johnny and Martin. And then my, my dear friend Richard Melvin did uh, Jason Scotland, the Scotland song. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did Santa's a Scotsman as well. Oh, yeah. So there's two football song people I know that have yeah. done stuff. I know in Parker. But apart from that, I'm going to go for... Um, Go, go, yeah, go for I the I think fir- it's the first one. Yeah, go for the first one. The Farm. One. All the farm, together yeah, now? All together now, Because yeah. they're a professional band, aren't they? 
Let's find out. It was the farm. So at the end of that round, you scored one goal, which takes you to six. Hibs, you're on eight. Wendy and Dougie, we're going to go back to 2016. And this. What a moment this is. It's Liam Henderson to deliver. David Gray's injury time winner saw Hibs clinch a 3-2 victory against Rangers to lift the Scottish Cup. But what else do you remember of that year? Here we go. Question one. South of the border, Leicester City pulled off what many believed to be the impossible and won the Premier League. Their most famous fan, Gary Lineker, paraded around in his pants on Match of the Day to celebrate. But can you tell me which of the following is also a celebrity fan of the club? Is it A? Please release me, let me go. Engelbert Humperdinck or... What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's Tom Jones or perhaps... Cliff Richard there. So who's the other celebrity fan? Engelbert Humperdinck, Tom Jones or Cliff Richard? Great to hear Devil Woman. We can all say that's probably Richard's best tune and also used, of course, in I, Tonya, the film. It's a yes, banger. It's a banger. And I like Wired for Sound as well. Wired for Sound, the video for that, all on yes. roller skates, oh, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of my favourite. When it came out with number one, Humberdink, I thought for some reason, no, because he's wolves. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> you can see him supporting wolves. But Jonesy, Jonesy's, he's back in Wales. He's thinking about rugby or... Does Cliff Richard like football? I thought he was a tennis fan. Cliff Richard liked to dabble a bit in acting. Uh, not so much, no. So I think Ingelbert... Humperdinck. Engelbert Humperdinck is your answer. Yes, Wendy? Yeah, yeah let's go. Here that. we go. Is Engelbert Humperdinck a Leicester City fan? Please release me, let me go. The man who kept he strawberry fields forever in Penny Lane off number one position. <laughs> Did he? With that song? With that, yeah. That song. Yeah. yeah. People thought, oh, the Beatles are dead now. <laughs> they can't get to number one. They're rubbish. Well, well history dictates they weren't quite so rubbish. Well, there we are. Question two. 2016 saw Donald Trump elected the 45th president of the United States. But can you tell me which English football team his son Barron supports? Is it A? Man United or B? Arsenal? Or perhaps... This is coming like a ghost Why must you fight against themselves? Government leaving the youth on the shelf. Coventry City. Who does Baron Trump Baron support? Trump, he's the, the youngest, he's, yeah, isn't he? He's the youngest so Trump. So obviously he's... I um, want it to be Man U, but it's probably Arsenal. I think... Wendy, I think it's going to be Man U or Arsenal, so because I think it's Arsenal. You know, he's going to be a little glory hunter, isn't he? If it's Arsenal, um, it's really going to annoy me, and that sort of kind of fits. <laughs> I can't think. Yeah, I can't think why it'd be Coventry City. 
uh, even though it's great to hear the specials. Um, here's another little aside for you. Terry Hall, a lot taller than you'd oh. think of when you see him in real life. Once saw him outside a Cafe Nero in Hampstead. Uh, the Lovely. same, the same Cafe Nero that I once saw Paul Weller outside. <laughs> so what can we take from this is that they may or may not drink their coffee in Cafe Nero, but they always drink it outside. <laughs> there we are. It's a nice bingo call as well. Surprisingly tall, Terry Hall. <laughs> 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 well, what number is that? I don't know. It's pop star bingo. <laughs> I think, well, do you know what? I think we go, Wendy, you, you, go, you go to Arsenal a bit, don't you? I haven't seen him there. No, but he's, he's quite short, so you know that's not to say he hasn't been. I mean, I'm I thinking think, Arsenal. I think it's Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. Go for Arsenal, let's find out. Gotta see the Arsenal, Arsenal. You've got two from two at the moment this round, Hibernian. Let's go see if you can get three from three. Here's the third question. Aside from Trump and Brexit, it was also the year that marked the passing of a number of famous faces. But which of these did we not lose that year? A. Kenny Baker, R2-D2 in Star Wars, or B? Do you know him? Not socially. His name's Jaws. He kills people. Roger Moore, 007 in James Bond, or perhaps... Que con combatientes cubanos podrá contar el movimiento revolucionario en cualquier rincón de la tierra. That's Fidel Castro, numero uno in Cuba. Who didn't die Who didn't in 2016? Die? Kenny Baker, R2D2, Roger Moore, or Fidel Castro? What a big question this is. It's a huge question. We're, we're really taking on the big issues, aren't we? It's Death the, it's the, the final, biggest. Dougie. I mean, 2016, who didn't die in 2016? <laughs> Even when I say these words, I can't believe they were <laughs> popping out my my gob. Um, well, we all remember them. Oh, gosh. I mean, this would be guesswork for me, Wendy. I don't know. Do you have any inklings, any stirrings? I've got... Uh, part of me's thinking Kenny Baker, but solely based on the fact that his son used to work as a waiter in a restaurant I used to go to. <laughs> but that's a connection. Everyone. I just good connections. Yeah, it's good. good I've got a connection like to hips, you know. Oh, yeah, go on. My great-granddad was a painter and decorator, and his apprentice was a man called Laurie Riley, who was in The Famous Five. The Famous Five of the, the great hips team of, of, of the 50s. Oh. Uh, most capped player for... Hibs player for Scotland and was actually known as Last Minute Riley because mm. on about three different occasions at Wembley he scored a last minute goal for Scotland, bizarrely. Here we go, going to push you for um, an answer because you don't guess. know and you're going to guess anyway. Go you, so Roger Moore. You're going to go Roger Moore, let's find out. Do you know him? Not socially. His name's Jaws, he kills people. Roger Moore sadly died in 2017, but you get three goals from three there, which takes you at the end of that round to 11-6, the Hibernian. The best horse won, and that's all you can ask in any sport. Here on Glory Hunters, we like to ask the big questions, and that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to be subjected to the scrutiny of the general public as we play A Question of Sport Time. Obviously, given the current restrictions, the public are having to ask their questions over the phone. So, can we have our first question, please? Hello, panel. I'd like to know, who is your favourite fictional sports person? Who is your favourite fictional sports person? Dougie Anderson. Big question. Obviously, deserves a big answer. I mean, 
There's a few here, aren't there? I mean, who could forget big Burt Reynolds playing uh, ex-pro footballer turned high school coach Wood Newson in 90s sitcom Evening Shade. Remember Evening <laughs> who, Shade? Who could forget that? Yeah, or some, if not all, of uh, Jossie's hey. Giants, of course, oh, written, written by the late, great Sid Waddell. I must turn to, definitely, my favourite sporting movie, Best Shot, or Hoosiers, as it was also known, Gene Hackman playing a high school basketball coach. Norman Dale was the character's name, with Dennis Hopper playing the town drunk turned assistant coach. Ah. What's not to love there from the kickoff? Now, I'm going to refer to Gene Hackman as Gene now, as if I knew him. Now, <laughs> I loved Gene's performances in The French Connection. The French Connection to Royal Tenenbaums <laughs> as a Polish general in A Bridge Too Far. Mm. In Best Shot, or Who's Ears? is up there with anything else he's done. I say this to everyone here, everyone listening, do yourself a favour, go and watch The Best Shot or Who's Ears, the, the chance you get, because it is tremendous. A terrific movie, a terrific sports movie. Great performances. Why has it got two titles? So in the school team Hickory are from, I think from Indiana, and it's kind of a nickname for someone from Indiana is called a Hoosier. I think that's Hence the band. So the in Hoosiers. America, yeah, in America it was called Hoosiers. Now they thought <laughs> we're going to have a European release because it's a damn fine film. But Hoosiers will be a bit lost on, say, the Bulgarian, French, or Germanic yeah, markets. Yeah. So they thought, what can we call it? Something pretty simple that has something in the title that alludes to basketball or indeed um, clay pigeon shooting. So they went for best shot, and best that's shot. why it's called two different names. Great film, great, great performance. Film. We've all learned something there, and you've mentioned Jossie's Giants, which is worth a point in itself, <laughs> a goal in itself. So you get three goals for that, Dougie. Andrew Ryan. So, Tony D'Amato. Does anyone remember Tony D'Amato? Tony D'Amato. Tony D'Amato no. was played by Al Pacino in the film Any Given Sunday. Great oh, film. Great, yeah, great, great film. film. Mm. Tony was the manager of the Miami Sharks, right? And basically, uh, his boss was Cameron Diaz. And they didn't see eye to eye, and he had to get his team into the playoffs. And he'd lost his quad, two of his quarterbacks, and he'd call up on his third choice quarterback, which was Jamie Foxx. Oh. Uh. And there was all this tension about the, the fight between the management and uh, the coach of the team, and it showed that sort of like the angst that they wanted to do. Does he trust the new blood? Give, you know, the, the new blood has to get confidence because he's coming in as an emergency yeah. and he's an experienced coach. Eventually, they get through to the playoff final, but they lose. Okay, and uh, Tony Demont, Tony Demato, decide everyone expects him to leave, uh, retire to announce his retirement from American football. But instead, he goes off and becomes the coach of another franchise, oh. and he takes Jamie Fox, the quarterback, right from under the noses of the Miami Sharks, and sticks it to his bosses for questioning his coaching yeah. skills over yeah. the course of the season. I think it was, a, and everybody knows that famous speech. He talks about his own personal life. You know, he's, he's pushed away every woman that's ever loved him and he's got rid of all his money. And he said, but we're in hell right now. You know what I mean? And we can either die as individuals or we can heal as a team. Oh. And it's about climbing one inch. Are you going to go that extra inch? It's, you go inch by inch till eventually you're there. I think it's a great motto for life as well. You know what I mean? Small Thank steps and everything. Great answer, Andrew. Inch by inch, you inched yourself to three goals there. Three glorious goals. Wendy Wayson, let's come to you next. Um, my favourite fictional character, sporting character is a gentleman called Victor Crumb, 
who the parents may know because he is the Bulgarian seeker from Harry Potter and ah, the Goblet yes, of Fire. Yeah, that's very good. Now, when you're a mum reading a book to a small child, you think, he sounds quite fit, that guy that they've described. <laughs> <laughs> He's a young high achiever. I quite like that. He's like the seeker guy. of the Bulgarian, the Bulgarian team. Not only that, he takes Hermione to the school ball, so he's not frightened of a strong woman. Mm. Totally in control. So Victor Crumb is my favourite. Victor Crumb, you like him? I like him, I, I like, do. That's great. Have you ever read the book, or did you just watch yes, the film? Yes, I've, I've got three children. <laughs> I've read the book three times, I've and I've watched the film. I've never read them, I've just the watched film. the film. No, no, I read, well... With my middle boy, he didn't want to read anything, so I'd have to read it to him, and we had to find stuff he was interested in, so yeah. Harry Potter was oh, it. good books. But great yeah, Victor great answer. Victor Crumb, three goals. Terry Alderton, coming to you last. Oh, well, I hear all these... The know, best till last. Everyone's talking about films and stuff. I'm going to take it a different way. Goes back to my childhood. Believe it or not, this, was, this originated in Germany. I didn't know that. I thought it was always English. Apparently, it went to an American market. They only made 26 episodes in the series. And I'm talking about, of course, Sport Billy. Sport Billy, yes. <laughs> I would love to be in Sport God. Billy. Sport Billy now. Sport Billy, for those that don't know, was sent down from another planet. I can't remember the planet. Someone will, because of the Queen Vanda. She, uh, she was against fair play. And she was trying to ruin sport on, on the planet Earth with fair play. She didn't yeah. want that. So they decided in these little yellow spaceships to send down Sport Billy. Sport Billy. And in the opening title, they had this kind of speech about... You've got this bag, and in the bag, you know, this is for you to have fair play, right? Because that's what it's all about. But in the bag, he could pull out anything he wanted. He could put trainers on. He'd be the fastest to win every race. He'd have a car, a sports car. That car would grow. He'd get in it, and he'd win every race. So really, he wasn't about fair it's play. Cheap. He was cheap. <laughs> and he's got the bag. And I would love to have had that bag like that with everything in it. You can yeah. imagine. Anywhere you are, you just got, you go, it's all right, big I've, bag. I've got the bag. Wasn't that big, the bag? Oh. But he always hold it up to like the Mary, sky. Like Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like Does that. Maybe, maybe they have some kind of hair thing going maybe on. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of crazy Billy hair. hair. But they only made 28 of them. It's funny, isn't it? 28. Yeah, so Sport <laughs> Billy, uh, I like Sport Billy. Over here, that would be five series. In America, it's like one series, yeah, isn't it? 28. Yeah, but it was originally from Germany, and they ditched it, and the Americans took it, and then we got it. But it was a very English voice over there. Sport Billy! Sport Billy, great. It's great and lovely memory, Terry. Three goals for you, Thank smashing. You. Terry, you've got a film out. Yeah, it's uh, it's on YouTube. We, my, my friend filmed it uh, quite a while back. Uh, he wanted to film a, a little documentary about a comedian, so it's called Comic. And... Uh, he decided that he would follow me around. Mm. Uh, it's it's actually a really nice film. It's very candid, and uh, it looks very nice. I know that people have watched it like like the way it looks, and it was all shot on an iPhone Seven. Was it shot on a phone? Shot on a phone. It is actually really nice, and uh, I am honest in it. So you're going to probably think I'm a, a crazy man that you don't want to let your children well, no, come there. You're honest. That's always good, isn't it? So <laughs> I, I, I have seen it. Andrew's seen it. I thought it was very very good, and I thought it was really interesting, very candid, very honest sometimes. Yes. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I you know I'll actually uh, obviously with lockdown it's different. I'm actually going to plug Terry's film as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, great! It's called Comic, and okay, uh, yeah. it's a very candid look. Sounds at, good. Um, I mean, do you know? Would you believe it, it was shot on an iPhone seven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's really interesting. Uh, look into a comic's life. It's a friend of mine, Terry, and his mate wanted to follow him around, so he picked Terry. Yeah, and uh, it's so honest. yeah, it's very, very honest. It's very honest, very candid. <laughs> so you know, if you're listening, uh, please check out Terry's film.
Dougie, what you could do more of your mixes, seven mixes. seven yeah. floors up? Seven floors up mixes. Um, you can listen to them on various appliances, such as an iPhone 7, which I believe, Terry, your film was shot on. Yeah, comic yeah, yeah, which is on YouTube. Yeah. Candid, wasn't it? Big photo. Yeah, getting the mixes out. You can even subscribe to them. Uh, if you subscribe for a very, very small amount of money, some money will actually go to the artists who are played mm. on the. I mean, not the Rolling Stones, obviously, they don't need the money, but they are on one that's coming up soon, I think. But yeah, yeah seven floors up. I've on, listened on to If you don't know what Dougie's mixes are, it's like a mixture of music and dialogue, and mm. it's like a little holiday for your brain. It's very, oh. very, very good. Wendy. You're not going to plug a film you're in. I'm not going to plug anything I'm in. I'm going to plug something my husband's in. Um, my husband's in a TV show called The, uh, the Medici's. The Medici's. Medici's. It's season three. He plays Leonardo da Vinci. Oh. Who, amongst being an artist, was an inventor as well. On mm. his first day of filming, he got to fire a catapult in a war scene. He came home just like thrilled a bit. But yeah, it's on uh, Netflix, released on Friday. Was it filmed on an iPhone 7? No, it wasn't. It was filmed on a camera. Oh. They went what? old school. <laughs> In the dying moments of the game, we move now into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. It's currently Man United 20, Hibs 24. The losing side goes first, Man United. I am going to list a series of signature moves in football. I need you to tell me which are true, which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your time starts now. The Penenka. True. It is true. The Windass. False. It is false. The Cruyff Turn. True. It is true. The Carousel. True. It's false. My Sharona. False. It's false. Knuckleball. True. It is true. The Pedalo. False. It is false. The Tardis. False. It is false. La Croqueta. True. It is true. Titch Marshing. False. It is false. The Rabona. True. It is true. The Submariner. False. It is false. Elastico. False. It's true. La Traviata. True. It's false. Planking. True. False. It's false. The Ruddock Stomp. False. It's true. The Garincha Turn. False. It's true. The Romford Roulette. False. It's false. The Scorpion Kick. True. It is true. Tuppany Nudging. False. It is false. The Flip Flap. True. It's true. Continuity Pass. False. It is false. The Coliseum. False. It is false. Seal Dribble. False. It's true. Scaramanga. True. False. What's new? What's again? It's false. false. You've got the false. It is false. There we are. Very good round. You scored 18 goals. A massive 18. Man United, could they do it at the very end again? 38 goals, which means you need 15 to win, Hibernian. I'm going to list a series of words and phrases associated with American football. All you have to do is tell me which are true, which are false. <laughs> when your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Are you ready? Yep. Your time starts now. Yardage. True. It is true. Ghosting. False. It is false. Linebacker. False. It's true. It is true. Coffin corner. False. It's true. Quartermaster. False. It's false. Crackback block. True. It's true. Flea flicker. False. false. It's true. Tumble down. True. It's false. Fumblerooski. False. It's true. Pistol packing. True. It's false. Huddle. True. It is true. Schmohawk. False. It is false. Backsack and crack. False. It's false. Muffed punt. False. It's true. Baloney ball. False. It's false. Tackle box. True. It 
Tis true. Prairie justice. False. Tis false. Smash mouth offence. True. It's true. Gunslinger. False. It's true. Horse whispering. False. It is false. Eligible receiver. True. It's true. Nickelback. True. False. True. True. False. It's true. Oh. Line dancer. Uh, false. It is false. Shotgun formation. True. It's true. Wazoo. False. It's false. <laughs> you needed 15 to win. Hibernian FC. You got 17 oh. goals, which means you are the winners oh. of Glory <laughs> Hunters. Yay! Oh. There we are, Man United couldn't pull it back at the end. They gave it a really good go. Any consolation at all? We we worked more as individuals <laughs> well, than was... as a team tonight. Um, but you know, we did our best. You know, and at the end of the day, it is it is nice to see. It is nice to be in the final and um... genuine fury there. Just Terry, anything to add? Unbelievable. You know, I've only ever won once on this whole thing. I've done it about thirty <laughs> times, and the only time I won it was with Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it all went wrong. There it is, Wendy, Dougie. A great win for Scotland. Fantastic. Oh, a great win for, for the Hibs. I mean, I feel so proud as. As to be a small part of the Hibernian family and do you know what Charlie it's a difficult time for everyone just now and if we can give a bit of hope to the nation today it would be a miracle <laughs> <laughs> to our winners Hibernian we say glory glory to the Hibies we are the Hibie boys and for the losers My thanks to Wendy, Dougie, Terry and Andrew. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. There we are, Hibernian champions. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wendy, can you believe it? I can't believe it. I'm, I'm speechless. Speechless. It doesn't help on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dougie, thrilled to wear yep. the green and white. A lot, lot of people to thank today, uh, mainly myself, obviously, and, and indeed Wendy uh, and the Hibernian family, of which there are more than seven. Man United. Beaten by the better team. A defeat. Team. Beaten by the better team. Beaten by the better team. They were yeah. good. They were they? very good. Yeah, very, they, very they good. were a team, Terry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to drag on. Right. Oh, it's going to drag on and on and on. Hear the end of that. I just think that if we worked a bit together, we wouldn't be losing, <laughs> right? I'm not going to. No, hold on a second, Charlie, right? <laughs> Terry, it needs to go out there that you need, we need to talk more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do subscribe and rate us, leave a little review, that'll be nice, and tell all your friends, and we'll see you again next week. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are, and tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit talksport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.